Alright everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Elect Exile podcast. I'm really excited to start this. Um, and the whole message, um, the whole reason of this podcast is really to kind of spread the word of the gospel, but also to help Christians um, to kind of figure out where they are, and then if they're struggling with something specific, to give them that help that they need, to give them some ideas, to help them focus on some things that are really important and focus on Christ. Um, so what I wanted to start off with is um, why, with the question, I want to start off with the question, why is living a Christ-like faith so hard? Um, I think there's a lot of reasons that living a Christ-like faith is so hard. Um, and I think the main reason is we have an enemy <laughs> who's trying to kill us, to, to berate us, to make life as difficult as it possibly is. Um, and I think the first step to overcoming these challenges, um, and the, the, the reason we're doing this, um, uh, in our calling is to take up our cross. Um, so that's what I, that's what I really want to do this whole thing on is why is it so hard to follow Christ and live a Christ-like faith and what it looks like to take up your cross? Um, so I want to start off in... Luke chapter 14, verses 25 and 33. I'll read them for you. Um, this is the ESV. Um, so the cost of discipleship. Now great crowds accompanied him and he turned and said to them, if anyone who comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation is not able to finish, all who see it and begin and begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore, any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. I want to start with Jesus here is talking uh, to a large crowd of people. Um, this is one of his most, one of his more common talks. He's, he's preaching here. Uh, he's not talking to just one or two people. He's talking to a large crowd. Um, and this whole little passage is him talking about the cost of being a follower. Um, being a follower of Christ, uh, being a follower of God, the father, um, and, and being a disciple. Um, in verse 26, he talks about hating, um, your own father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brother, sister, and hating your own life. Um, this can be a little intimidating at first, um, but I think it's more of a, 
a figure of speech here. And he's saying, I want you to prioritize me and my father above all else. Um, there's nothing more important, more valuable, more amazing than me. And, and once you realize that, then you can become a follower, a disciple. But until you realize that you're not, you're not my disciple. And he's, he's talking about, he is first priority. God is first priority, um, in all of the things. Now there are things, many things that are important, right? Um, like family is so important. Like, especially if you are a father and the head of a household, it's so important to do your job. Um, kids, your children, they're so important ministering to them, feeding into them. That's so important. Um, there, there's just, there's, there's a lot of important things in life, relationships, platonic, romantic relationships, whatever they are, but they cannot, they cannot take priority over God. Um, and that's idolatry. I mean, that's what God is talking about. I mean, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Um, this honestly is a warning, I think against idolatry. Um, idolatry rarely comes from bad things, right? Like no one, no one's addicted to being like, um, I mean, I guess there's a lot of addictions out there. Um, but typically no one's addicted to like things that they dislike. Right. Um, and so no one ever places their value or places what their focus is on like bad things for the most part. It's things they, it's things they enjoy, uh, things that, um, they really want to do, right. Or want to think about. Um, so that comes from relationships with your parents, your family, your siblings. Um, it especially comes in romantic relationships. Um, I'd say that's where it's most found um in terms of idolizing relationships you idolize your partner over god and then that can that can drive the relationship apart god sometimes will even take away that relationship because he's like you're focusing on the wrong thing here you're focusing on the wrong relationship and um that just brings down to the final point some things are good some things are really great relationships are fantastic but they cannot exceed God. They cannot prioritize themselves above God. You cannot place anything above God. God has to be central. God has to be first. Um, and then in this little passage, Jesus switches more to picking up your cross, taking your cross and following. Um, so in terms of our cross bearing, uh, it uses a lowercase h here um, for taking up his cross. Um so this is not saying taking up God's cross, Jesus's cross. He's talking about bear your own cross, his cross, his own cross. Um, so it's talking about taking up your own cross and following. Um, so that means like each of our walk with Christ is going to look different. There's not a single walk in Christ that's going to look the same. Um, so we're going to have our own struggles. Um, we're going to have our own habits that we need to break, our own addictions that we need to break. Um, and it's, it's going to be different for everyone, but ultimately there it's a common faith. Um, it's going to be the, we all have the ultimate goal in mind. Like we talked about earlier, we need to prioritize God first, but our walks are going to be different. Our struggles are going to be different. Um, 
And since it's a cross, right? We're taking our cross uh, back then. I mean, you can look at Jesus and what he did. Um, cross meant final, right? Cross was your final execution. Um, you like if you were bearing your cross, if you were carrying that cross, um, that was it. That was it for you. You had nothing else. Like that was that was the last thing for you. Um, so it's a it's a one way journey. Um, we're, when we're taking up our cross, it's a one way journey. Um, it is the only thing we're placing our faith in. It is the only thing we're walking in, and. I think that's hard to kind of wrap our mind around. Um, but ret- uh, eternity with God, like that's eternal, that's final, like that's that's forever. But our life on earth, it's a one-way journey. Our path needs to be straight towards God. Um, and when we're carrying our cross, um, Jesus, thankfully, <laughs> um, I don't think, I mean, without him, we wouldn't be able to take up our own cross. But because he died on the cross for us, he he walked that path for us, right? Um, think of it like if you go, if you have an unexplored trail in the woods, no one's been there yet and you're forging it yourself, you can't, you don't know where you're going. You're just kind of stumbling along until you find like an easier path so you're not running into rocks and trees. Jesus, his his footprints are already there. That's like a well-worn traveling path in, like on a hiking trail. People have walked that path many times. Jesus has walked that path and made it clear, right? He has, you see his footprints in the mud and we're not called to walk our own path. Our, now we're called to bear our own cross, but the path we're supposed to follow is clear and that's Jesus's path. Jesus made that path for us and we're supposed to follow it. And I think that is, that is assuring in a way because he has done it. Like it is done. It is final. Christ has, has done that for us. So that we have a hope, um, we have a, a sense of security, knowing that our path has been made for us, and we have to walk. We have to walk with in step with Christ, um, and I, that makes me happy. Like I, I love being able to like think about the fact that He has made this path for me, and and although my struggles are different from everyone else's, like. He had me in mind when making this path, and I am now walking in it with him, almost. Although he's already pre-walked it, I'm walking in it with him, with the Holy Spirit. Um, This cost that we're talking about, this cost of discipleship, it is impossible to pay. Um, We're talking about following an eternal, omnipotent, omniscient God, and we're talking about paying for that, right? Um, and we can't, we can't pay for that. The only payment, um, that would suffice is the blood of Jesus Christ on that cross. And we can never amount to anything like that ever. Um, but how, how do we pay it then? Right. How do we pay that price if we, if we can't really, um, and this is where, um, this is where it gets kind of difficult, uh, kind of challenging, kind of hard to wrap your mind around. But following Jesus, following God, follow, follow, walking in step with the Holy Spirit, becoming a disciple, a follower, um, it's going to cost everything we have. Absolutely everything. There is um, nothing we can hold back. <laughs> um, and that's hard. 
it's hard to give up everything uh, and follow Christ. Um, so how do we do that? How do we give up everything? Um, I have a few verses here that I think are helpful when looking in. How do we do that? Um, so I have Proverbs 3, 6. And that one talks about, let me pull it up here. In the ESV, uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Um, this right here, um, acknowledging him, um, acknowledging him is tough. Um, in all your ways, even. And I have another verse for that, which would be Colossians 3, 17. Um, which I didn't, I need to pull up real quick. Okay. Um, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving him thank, giving thanks to the God, the father through him. Um, so how, how do we, how do we pay this price? How do we, how do we, how do we, what, how do we fulfill the cost of being a disciple? Um, and I think both that Proverbs verse and that Colossians verse really summarize it super well. Um, acknowledging him in all your ways, um, is I think essential. Um, I like to think of it as, um, like everything you do, like if you're eating food, you're thanking him for that food because he is the one that provided it for you. Um, he is the one that gives us our daily bread. Um, if you are drinking some water, you're like, thank you, Lord, for this water. I'm privileged to have this water. Um, you're walking, you're like, thank you, Lord, for the ability to walk. Some people don't have that. It's acknowledging him in everything that you do. Like, I'm so thankful I have the privilege, the, um, the amount of, I'm, I'm so thankful for what I have. Um, a lot of people don't have what I have. A lot of people don't have this microphone. A lot of people don't have this laptop. A lot of people don't have this camera in these lights. Like it's, it's a privilege to have what I have and I'm so thankful for it. But ultimately I know it comes from the Lord. And if he didn't want me to have this, or if there was a better reason for me not to have it, I wouldn't have it. Um, so I acknowledge that, that this came from him, not, not, not what I bought, not what my parents bought. Like this, this came from God. Um, now it came through my parents or through me. Um, but ultimately like it was allowed for by God. Um, and then in the Colossians verse, it talks about whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, do everything for him. Um, it goes down to like, whether you're doing it for personal gain or for God. And, um, I wrestled with this when trying to decide if I wanted to start this podcast, because it's like, what do I want? You know, do I want people to look at me? Do I want people to follow me? Do I want people to, do I want to gain traction on the internet? Like, what do I want? Um, and ultimately it, it boiled down to like, I shouldn't do this unless I want to have a Christ-centered focus. And that's what I decided. I'm like, I don't care if people listen to this. I don't care if people don't what I want to do is put truth out there. Um, cause I know Satan hates truth. He despises it. And if there's more truth out there, if there's more truth that is accessible to more people, um, 
that's a, that's a loss for Satan, you know, and that just makes me happy. Like if Satan's over there, like you're getting all mad, like that just makes me that just makes me happy. And uh, ultimately, that's my goal. I want to make Satan upset, and I want to praise God, and I want other people to praise God. So that's why I'm doing this. Um, but I'm trying to do it for God, not for me. And that's hard. That's hard to wrestle with sometimes. Um, and it's not going to be easy to acknowledge him and everything. Um, it's going to be hard actually. Um, but we actually, we have, we have hope. Um, I think David in the Psalms, uh, puts it perfectly. Um, in Psalm 118, 13 and 14, uh, David says, I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Uh, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Um, we're going to be pushed. Uh, life's not going to be easy, but the Lord will be there to help us. Um, and I encourage you to look at all of the Psalms. A lot of it is about yearning for, for, for help, but also praising the Lord at the same time. He's like, um, my, my life sucks, but Lord, you are good and you will help me. And I have a further hope of a new heaven and new earth that I can look forward to. Um, and that's really encouraging really encouraging to read. So I encourage you to check out Psalms if you're ever feeling a little down. Um, another Psalm by David that I feel like works super well, Psalm 63, three, uh, skip verse four and five, but I like three and five the most, but it says, you have made your people see hard things. You have given us wine to drink that made us stagger, um, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer us. Um, this is sometimes what we need to do. Um, we need to ask God for an answer. Um, these are Psalms that have to do with suffering, um, and, and almost questioning God, but never challenging him saying, Lord, answer me like, Lord, help me. I need your help in this desperate situation. Like I know what you've done. I know you've done good. Lord, help me. Um, and that's super encouraging to see because, um, that's oftentimes what we don't do. We often curse God or, get mad at him for something bad happening in our life when in reality um we should be giving everything to him being like lord thank you for what i have help me to get through this deliver me from this it's in the lord's prayer deliver us um deliver me from this this tr this struggle um and ultimately he will he listens um and this brings me to this next point that taking up your cross, it, it's, it's going to suck. Like to put it, you know, unofficially, uh, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. Um, and you're not going to like it a lot of the time, but we have an ultimate hope and joy that's found in being a disciple and, and a follower of Christ. Um, you will fall like you, you will sin you, you will fall, you will fall short of the glory of God. We all will. Um, but we, we have something that can help, you know? Um, and if you haven't heard of him, you know, he's a little, little, little thing called the helper or the Holy Spirit. Um, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us as believers. Um, and, the Holy Spirit will act when, when needed, when the Holy Spirit wants to act, it will act, he will act. Um, and 
we have we are constantly being refilled refueled empowered by this holy spirit we will be able to get through any challenge in life because of this holy spirit um and when we call when we call on the holy spirit on the lord he will answer when we're knock he will open the door we we need to we need to call on him though um it's not as easy as like it's not as easy as just believing there is a God. We need to put all of our trust in him. We need to give everything to him. We need to acknowledge him in all of our ways. And when we're doing that, we're truly becoming a follower. And we're truly experiencing the joy that the Lord provides in this suffering that we have to go through by taking up our own cross. Um, the Holy Spirit and and. And the whole Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, all three equal, all three separate. Um, they are our strength and our salvation, and we they are all almighty, and they will help us. Um, we're not in this alone. While Although we are taking up our own cross, we are not alone. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, we have... Jesus interceding between God and us, we have a, we have a community, you know, we have the church, we have friends, we have family, we have, now we can't prioritize these relationships, right, over God, but we have these relationships that can help us, we have these fellow believers, and if you don't have those fellow believers, I encourage you, please find some, because they will speak into you um, wisdom in life, um, especially like a mentor or a more experienced, more, a believer that's been there for a longer, been a believer for a longer time. They've gone through more. Um, not to say that somebody who's a more recent believer can't experience and have wisdom. Um, the Lord blesses people with wisdom despite age and experience. Um, but generally people who are older and have more wisdom experientially, can just speak into you. Um, and that's a super awesome thing to, to experience and to take part in. Um, I kind of want to end on this, right? A little bit of an encouragement and a little bit of an example to look forward to, right? So Levi, right? Um, he was called by the Lord uh, or Jesus, um, he's a tax collector, right? And he's just sitting in his tax booth one day, you know, this is how I picture it, right? I mean, obviously we have the Bible to tell us. I can just, I can, I can read it to you. Just wanted to add a little clip right here saying that I am talking about Matthew, um, one of the gospel writers. He was referred to as Levi in this, but I just wanted to clarify, I am talking about Matthew here. Uh, he is also known as Levi but I kind of want to describe it. Actually, I'll read it to you first and then I'll describe it in my kind of like new speak. Um, sorry. Um, Luke 27 or Luke 5, 27 and 28. Um, after this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, follow me and leaving everything. He rose and followed him. Um, I kind of picture it like this. Levi, you know, he kind of snuck in, right? Cause he's the one he's hated by everyone. Um, he's hated by the Jews because they have to pay him taxes. Um, but he's hated by the Romans too, because 
the Romans have to, like, they don't like Jews, and he's a Jew, so it's, you know, it's a kind of double whammy, like, everyone hates him, not a single person likes him, um, but I, I kind of like to look at it, so he's, he's all upset, he's probably depressed, he's walking into work, you know, taking his money, um, and I imagine he doesn't get much expression of affection or, or love, right, um, being a tax collector, and here comes Jesus, you know, trotting along with some of his followers, right, and he goes, he goes, you, Levi, yeah, yeah, follow me, all right, and obviously Levi must have known who he was, um, must have heard of him, or maybe even didn't really know, but just felt a calling, um, and that right there alone, the follow me, um, Levi drops everything and, and, and follows. Um, can you picture that though? Like there's probably like a Roman guard out there. He's like, follow me. And the Roman guard is like, do you want me to get rid of this guy? And he's like, and just drops everything he's holding, you know, and just walks out the door, walks out the door and follows. That is the kind of commitment. Um, and example i think that we need to follow as believers um although we are already believers um we need we need to imitate what levi did here um so since he's hated he he and he leaves everything to follow this is the mindset of a true disciple dropping everything you have everything you care about like every like money uh, money is a big priority dropping it no your phone no no dropping it this relationship that you're holding, drop it, dropping everything you have, right, and, and following, um, that's, that's hard, but it's the mindset of a true disciple, like Levi, it's, it's the mindset that we need to have as believers, um, and no matter the cost, I will follow, that, that's what, Jesus wants. That's what God wants. No matter the cost, I will follow. And that is, that is tough. It's not going to be easy. The enemy's not going to make it easy. But like I said, we have a helper. We have, we have so much. God has already won. You know, God has already, God has already won. And he has given us a chance. And he's just asking us to take that chance. Not even a chance. It's a guarantee. He is asking us to take this. He has put it out for us. And he is asking us to take it. And all we need to do is drop everything. Sounds easy, right? <laughs> it's not. It's not easy. But it's possible. And the joy you get from these other things in life the joy you experience doing these worldly things that are very unbiblical and sinful. Yeah, it's joyful. Like, it, it's nice. It's fun. But the cost is too high. The cost, the, co the cost is not, I mean, the cost is eternal life, but eternal life in, the in, in a really bad place. <laughs> in order to receive that eternal life in a really, really good place, <laughs> heaven, 
we need to drop everything and follow after him because that's where true joy will be found. As fun as the things are here on earth and the worldly things that we do, it is in no comparison to being filled with the Holy Spirit and following after him, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, just be like Levi, you know, um, thank you for listening. If you listen through that whole thing, I really appreciate it. Um, if you want to hear more, let me know. Um, if you want to tell me what you want to hear more of, I'd love to, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, thank you for listening. And this is Evan.